What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pursuing with the Pips. Welcome back. We're so excited, as always, to be here. Yes, I, I'm Jaden. This is my lovely wife, Haley. And today we're going to be talking about pursuing. Yes, pursuing, if you don't know that already, because you are listening to Pursuing with the Pips after all. So, what else would you expect to talk about? That's right. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about pursuing in a little bit different of a, uh, from a different angle, I think. Yeah. Not just about how, because, you know, Really what we're saying with our tie, like our name of our podcast is Pursuing with the Pips is we're talking about, you know, pursuing God in everyday life and um, what it takes to pursue Him and stuff. But today we're going to go a little bit different route and we're going to talk about God pursuing us. That's right. So the title for this episode is going to be Reflecting Pursuit. So how, how do we pursue God because He pursues us? Yeah. We reflect that pursuit back to Him. So good. Um, and I just want to open up with a question here. So me and Haley were just talking about this and, uh, we, we, we don't talk a whole lot before the podcast cause we want the conversation here to be raw and for you guys to be able to, uh, be in on it. But we were just talking about when is it easiest to, to love me or to pursue me or to, you know, have a relationship with me? When is that easiest for you? 1000% it's easiest to pursue you when you're pursuing me. Yes. And I think so many people can relate to that. Like, with any relationship, not just husband and wife, but it's so much harder when it's just one-sided. Yes, it you is. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's no relationship when it's just one-sided. That's right. So whenever you're being nice to me, it's easier <laughs> for me to be nice to you. Yeah, exactly. And whenever you're, you're doing uh, things for me and, and you're taking care of me, it's easier for me to take care of you. That's every so time. true. And, um, not saying that you shouldn't, even if that's not happening. But you know what I'm. What we're saying is just like it's easier. I feel like everyone can relate to that. Like it's just easier no whenever doubt. you feel like, you know, I'm happier to do it. Whenever. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's definitely easier. And in our relationship with God, it's not like we have to do all the work in that because exactly Jesus is pursuing us. Yeah, God is already pursuing us. 24 7 it's just that sometimes we're a little hard-headed and we don't return you know we don't That's return right. the favor we don't pursue him at all yeah and uh i think you know for our for in our relationship with god our side is the one we have to work on because jesus is yeah. always pursuing us for sure we and don't ever have to worry about him not doing it not not pursuing us that day because he's upset at us you right. know <laughs> yeah and uh we're coming from the scripture in romans 5 and 8 and it says, but God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. So he pursued us before we ever even thought about pursuing him. Yeah, way before. You know, and, and I think about, it, you know, Christ died for everybody, mm-hmm. for all of us. He took all of our sin, all of our shame, all everyone's sickness, everyone's, he took it all. And he did that with us on his mind. Yeah. And some of the people that he was thinking about when he was hanging on that cross, suffering, he knew they would probably never, ever reflect pursuit back to him. But he did it anyway. Come on, that's good. That's he did good. it anyway. Just like when he said, you know, when he was on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. But yet, 
they were the ones hanging him on that cross, but he was still doing it for them. You know, he was still saying, I'm going to give you like, this is your chance. I'm giving you a chance, you know, to pursue me back. Because, I mean, that that was God on that cross. And he yeah, died for exactly. the people that were putting the nails in his hand, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And if we really think about it, if we really get down to what was happening there, we were the ones putting the nails in oh, his 1, hand. Oh, 1,000%. Right. I was thinking about that when I was saying that. Just like, well, it wasn't just them. Yeah. They might have been the ones that physically put him off, up on there. But he was up there because of our, our sin and mm-hmm. the sins of all of humanity. So we all have a part to play in that. Right. I think about that song um, uh, by Sidewalk Prophets, Love Me Anyway, mm-hmm. and it talks about... That's such a good song. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's an older song, too, but he says, I was the sweat in your brow. I was the man who called out from the crowd for your blood to be spilled. Yeah. You know, and he said, uh, and still, at, like, later that night, I don't remember the words exactly, but later that night, he still called out to God, you know, and he said, yeah. and you love me anyway, you know. But, I was the one saying, crucify him, and you love me anyway. That's so good. I love that song. It's such a great throwback. Yeah, it is. That's powerful. Yeah. So powerful. So that's the, that's the ideology behind this. Like, we pursue God because that is the kind of love that He has for us, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we have to try to get His attention. No, He is always standing at the door and knocking. And that's another scripture that, that we pulled. It comes out of Revelation chapter 3, uh, verse 20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. So that, that's red letter meaning Jesus is speaking in my Bible, and that means that Jesus is saying, I'm always standing at the door and knocking. You know, he's always pursuing. He's always waiting on us to open up the door to him, and he'll come into our lives, and it says he'll sit down and he'll eat with you, and he'll dine with you, and he'll spend time with you, and he'll love on you. He's always ready. He's always sitting and knocking. We are the ones who have to open the door. Exactly. Like we were just talking before we started this podcast. And the thing about God is that he's a gentleman, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's going to stand outside your door and knock, but he's not going to break in. Yep. He's not going to bust the door down. Exactly. To hang out with you, you know. He's going to knock and give you the chance to answer. But he's also giving you the opportunity that you don't have to answer. Mm -hmm. Because that's how much God loves us. Exactly. Because, I mean... It doesn't feel like love when you don't have a choice. Exactly. You know? It wouldn't be love. It would be It's you not have to. love if you don't have a choice. But the thing about God is He loves us so much. He gives us our free will, you know. We have yeah. a choice. We have a... I might have jumped way ahead. I'm no, sorry. You're, you're but good. Like, it's just that. If you can even just grasp that idea in general, like He loves you so much that He gives you a choice. Like mm-hmm. He loves you beyond what you could ever imagine. And yet he still, he's not going to knock you down and say, yep, you're mine. You know, like you are his, but he's not going to say, yep, you're following me now. You know, he wants you to pursue him Mm -hmm. the same way he's pursuing us. And you're not going to want to pursue someone that's forcing you. You're right. You know, Mm -hmm. it has to be a choice. And uh, that's kind of goes back to that song again, you know, like. He allows us to make the wrong decisions to say crucify him mm-hmm. and he loves us anyway and he still pursues us anyway, you know. It could have been easy for Jesus to to come down and take away our free will and everybody now has to follow Jesus forever, but that's not what he did. He's an outside knocking and he's always gonna be there waiting, you mm-hmm. know. So I just feel like it's important to tell people it doesn't matter what you've done, you know. 
it doesn't even matter what's went on inside your house as long as because whenever you let him come into your house which is you know you your yes your heart your home that's your home that it's talking about but it doesn't matter what might have went on in there before or what you think it's too dirty in here you know you don't have to clean up your house before you come to God, no, you know, what I'm, before you let them in. Yeah. And I don't, I think a lot of people think they have to, they have to clean up their life before they can be a Christian, but that's not how it works because let me let you on in on a little secret. You can't, you can't, you, you can't. cannot clean the inside of your house being you, you know, inside of your house being ourselves, our bodies, yeah. our souls, our temples. Uh, you can't do it without God. Exactly. I've heard a lot of people say that, like, one day I'll get my life together and I'll start coming to church. Or, that's not you know, how like, it works. That's, you don't have to be perfect. It's because the you can't be perfect. No, in yourself you can't. But when you allow Jesus in, yeah. he starts to do that in you. And it's not you doing it, it's him doing yeah. it in you. Exactly. It's just like whenever you have Jesus in you and in your home, it goes back to reflecting. We start reflecting his character. Exactly right. His character is he loves Mm -hmm. and he forgives. And so that's what you see yourself start changing into having a character like Christ. We, that's why we love because he loved, not just because he loved us, but because he loved others. And so we start developing that character of loving others more and forgiving others more, even when they don't deserve it, because that's exactly what he does. That's really good. Yeah. So it's not us being good. It's not us being perfect. It's not us cleaning up our house. It's not us being better people, it's us reflecting who He is. Exactly. It's letting His light shine through us. Mm-hmm. And so before you come to Jesus, you're not going to be good. You're not going to be uh, shining. You know, you're not going to yeah. be reflecting goodness because you don't, you don't have the goodness reflecting on you. Exactly. So it's not just... There's so many parts to reflecting, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like... We love God because He first loved us, and we love others because He first loved us. You know, exactly. and He taught us how to love. He because we don't know how to love without God because God is love. Love. He's not just. He doesn't just show us what love is, but He's the definition of love, yeah. of true love. Um, it kind of goes back to, I f- not really goes back to, but um, I feel like a lot of times. God is so good to us and loves us so much and is so faithful to us. And it's hard for us to be the same to Him. And I actually wrote a song with um, my worship team at church. We wrote a song called Proof. Um, It's the first worship song I wrote. And I really just started thinking in the middle of service one day. um, I was like, God, God is so faithful to us. But, like, I want to be just as, I want to reflect that faithfulness, you know. I want to reflect that and not just take advantage of his faithfulness, but I want to be faithful to him, too. Because it's so easy to just, God's always going to be there. I'll come and go as I please. Mm -hmm. But I want to be faithful and consistent, just like God is, you know. Right. I want him to look at me and say, she's faithful. Right. You know, she's faithful to me. She doesn't just kick me out of her house when she wants, you know, some time on her own. Instead... He's always welcome in. That that's makes good. sense. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I think that's just part of uh, whenever Jesus is a part of your life, you want to reflect what he is back to you. And yeah. he changes you into his image, right. into like, how he is. Like we said a million times, you're not going to be perfect. Right. But over time, you just develop these characteristics of God. I mean, it kind of just, 
um, reminds me of like God making us in his image because when he made man in his image, that was their, before sin came in the world, it was perfect, you know, and they were perfect reflections of of who God is. Exactly. But sin takes away that, like, makes that reflection blurry. That's you know really what good, I'm yeah. saying? But really, whenever we let Jesus in, that, like, the way we reflect, we re- start to reflect God again. That's you right. Know? Mm-hmm. Where before we were dull, and then our we start to reflect His light. And That's really good. And then that light shines to others. Mm-hmm. And, and then when we start to, to get sidetracked, that's when our light starts to go dull again. Yeah, so that's exactly. why we have to pursue God, because if we're pursuing him we don't have to worry about what we're doing and and how we're acting because if we're pursuing him we'll be reflecting him exactly it's not it's not difficult it's not hard it's not something you have to really strain to do to be more patient or really strain to do to be more this and that now you might be tempted to not be those things but as you pursue god you'll start to reflect those things out of his natural ability not Mm -hmm. your own I think that's also why people that are truly pursuing God actually make a difference. Like people can see the difference in them. Yeah. Because when I think about reflecting God, it's like a light. And like I said before, like we were like really dim before without him Mm -hmm. because that reflection was gone because we hid ourselves. We were in this house closed up without him. And then we let him in and it's like opening all the windows and it's like all the lights coming in. That's really And so now the light's shining off of us and people look at us and not necessarily just us but christians that are pursuing him and think something's different about them yeah they don't just say they're a christian but i can see something different about them you mm-hmm. know like they're actually a lot yeah a lot in the world and i just think i honestly have never thought about it this way until we just had this conversation but it's just like our reflection our light that we shine as christians are is a reflection of who god is yeah that's really good and um uh, Something that the Lord was showing me through reflecting a couple of days ago was like the sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. You know, God is the sun. He is the source of light for everything. But uh, we live in the night spiritually. Yeah. You know, the world we live in is the night spiritually. And his light shines on, the sun's light shines on the moon. And the moon gives light to the earth in the night. Mm-hmm. And so we are the moons. Yeah. Christians are the moons. We reflect His God light. God is the sun. Yes. We reflect His light on into the world and onto the world. And so the world, they can't see God, but they see His reflection through you, Christian. Exactly. That's so good. I've seen stuff like, you may be the only person, you may be the only Jesus that someone has ever seen, mm-hmm. or you may be the only Bible that someone has ever read. Yeah. That's just kind of saying like, you might be the only reflection of reflection god. of god that someone has ever truly seen mm-hmm. they might have heard lots of people saying that they're a christian and lots of people claiming to be this and that but whenever you think about it people can tell who's genuine and who's not absolutely and a lot of people uh, a lot of the church gets a bad name for people who claim to be reflecting god yeah. and are not reflecting god and right. what what is worth the hypocrites, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people brush all Christians under the rug for being hypocritical, and we're all guilty of it. Yeah, we're all for saying sure. we're, all we're pursuing are. God, and we all fall short of that. And uh, we're going to continue to do that, but that's why we need to continue to try to pursue Him and reflect mm-hmm. Him more and more. But we need yeah. to be very careful because people are watching. And if yeah. you're saying you're reflecting God and you're not, that gives God a bad image. Yeah, exactly. 
Because obviously, no, we're not going to be perfect 24-7. You're going to mess up and people are going to see you mess up. But it's what you do after you mess up. Right. Let them see you're quick to repent. Yeah, don't let sure. Don't be too prideful to say you messed up. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Uh, something else about, you know, we because he. We love because he loved. That's one of the scriptures I wanted to, to bring up as well. And it, it's coming out of 1 John 4 and 19. It says, we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. Such a simple scripture. Such a simple scripture. We love him because he first loved us. And uh, I kind of want to take that a little further. We forgive others because he forgives us. Yep, that's a tough one. We forgive others because he forgives us. You know, I think about one of the uh, parables that Jesus taught about there was a guy who had a really big debt. And uh, the king said, hey, I want you to pay me all your money. It's like, let's just say $5 million. I want you to I want you to give me my $5 million today or you're going to prison. I'm going to sell you and your family as slaves, you know, whatever he said. And he said, have mercy with me. I'll get you the money. And he said the king uh, had mercy on him and forgave all of his debt. But then that servant, that guy, went to someone who owed him a debt of like, let's say, $1,000. So a very much smaller debt. And he said, pay me all you have or I'm going to sell you as a slave and get my money until you can repay. And uh, that guy said, have mercy on me. I'll, I'll get you the money. But he, he didn't have mercy on him. He, th- he sold him and, you know, whatever he mm-hmm. did. And the king found out and said, did I not forgive you a much larger debt? Yeah. You know? Exactly. And it's the same thing. You know, we owe God a much larger debt than anyone owes us. Mm-hmm. I know you've been hurt. I know that, that you've been done wrong. But our sin is bigger than what anyone's ever, ever done to you. And Jesus forgives us that sin completely and entirely, and we reflect that to others by forgiving their debts. Exactly. I've thought about that before. I'm like, people, like, we can be so quick to hold a grudge. Like, someone can do something to us one time, and we'll never forget it for years. Mm -hmm. And then we're over here every single day saying, God, forgive me for this. God, forgive me for this. And he's like, yes, I forgive you. And But I'm like, but I'm saying, God forgives us. How many times a day do we ask? How many times do we ask God for forgiveness and He forgives us? Probably not enough. Yeah, when someone <laughs> does us wrong, it's so hard for us to forgive them. Yeah. I mean, we're all guilty of it. We are. But just if you think about the bigger picture, I'm not saying you have to forgive someone and be their best friend, you know. But forgiveness will help even set you free and, Absolutely. like, you know, heal will help you and your healing process god's not just saying which god's saying forgive them because i forgive you but also he's he knows what unforgiveness can do to Mm -hmm. you if you just hold on to that yeah it's damaging that's why it's a sin to hold unforgiveness because it's it's not good for you either exactly but yeah that's good we love because he first loved us we love others because he loves others yeah i was gonna say something about that uh there's scriptures in the in the bible i didn't pull them but about marriage and they relate marriage to our relationship with Christ. Like, yeah. husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Like, mm-hmm. that's a reflection. You know, my relationship with Jesus, the, Jesus being the bride or the, the, the husbandman and the church being the bride, that's a reflection of my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I love you as Jesus loves us, you know. And the closer we get to God, the more and the better we can love each other. Exactly. And love others. Everything we do, essentially, if you think about it, 
Is there, like, the way we should act is a reflection of God's character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you let him into that house, open up the windows. That's right. His reflection comes off of you. You start reflecting his His ways, and it's harder than it. It's easy to say, but whenever you first let God in your house, it's not going to be perfect, you know. There's still going to be little little things that you might struggle with, but over time, he's going to come in and clean the house up for you, you know. That's right. He's going to help you clean the house up. Help you you both got to do your part, you know. Yeah, we both have, we both have parts to do, you know. Um, what's that saying? Our pastor, my papa says, yeah, he says um, uh, your God's p- part you can't do and your part God won't do. Yeah. Just like that free will. Like we can't do God's part because, you know, God's God. Mm-hmm. He's going to, he can do everything. Right. But he's not going to take our part away from us. He's not just going to let himself in the door. We got to make that choice and reflect him and just keep striving every day. Keep pursuing. That's right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope and pray that you enjoyed it and you related to it. And I know that we had a great time talking and we can't wait to um, be with you guys next week. Yep. And we're praying for you guys to be able to keep reflecting Jesus. And we just want to throw this in here too. Uh, If you've enjoyed the podcast so far and if you've got anything... It would be much appreciated if you would rate us on your uh, listening platform of choice. And we just love you guys, and we hope you're encouraged. And thanks for pursuing with us.